I would like to express my appreciation again for those who are present and who have come to visit with us. Thank you for choosing this place and this time to worship with us. We would like to direct your minds today on a lesson in the book of Luke. And it's a little bit different than usual when we talk about the mothers and praise and remember them. I think sometimes we maybe embarrass them in many ways in picturing the perfect mother and a goal and in life that they feel they can't live up to, but yet we think that they are special and uh, that we adore them and we praise them and thank them for the many things they've done. But in a reading in the book of Luke, I want to just point out the way that Jesus responded to women, and they're going to be of different characters, but the main thing we want to notice is whatever, whichever position the lady has had in his life, that they have manifested faith, and Jesus has manifested his grace and acceptance. And if we can leave anything with the mothers today, it's the love, the acceptance of Christ, and his greatness in our life. I want you to turn to the 36th verse of the 7th chapter of the book of Luke. And one of the Pharisees, 36th chapter of the 7th chapter of Luke, desired him that he would eat with him, and he went in to the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears, and did wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering him said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor which had two debtors, the one owed five hundred pence and the other fifty. Remember, the fifty is for old Simon and the five hundred is for her. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both, telling me, Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? 
Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most. And he said unto him, Thou hast rightly spoken or judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house, and thou gavest me no water for my feet. But she hath washed my feet with tears, and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at meat with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace. Now every woman has access to the opportunity to believe in Jesus as this woman has. And this is a great example of faith in Christ, of all that mothers can give and women can give. There's not any greater gift than your faith in him to the world. But this is just one in his life. I, let's keep reading. It came to pass after that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the things, the, the tidings of the kingdom of God. And the twelve were with him. And certain women, I want you to notice that, certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. Mary, called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. They had a treasure. They had a contribution. They were thoughtful. Isn't that wonderful that this is revealed here? And of all the things that a mother can do, and what she does to be praised and honored, is this thoughtfulness. It may not be that she, and she surely isn't without sin, without forgiveness, without the Lord. But according to these, they were the first ones to be in the front line, to line up, to see Jesus, to administer to him and to help him. When much people were gathered together and one were come him, uh, uh, and were come to him out of the city, he spake by a parable. And he tells about the parable of the sower. And how that, you remember the parable, how that it fell upon good soil and bad soil, 
and it brought forth. And this is a great, uh, this is a great demonstration of the different people who get the message of Jesus. And today, uh, we would that people who he said in this uh, eighth chapter in the eleventh verse, he said, "The word of God is the seed of the kingdom." And it has to be planted in the hearts and lives of people. And it's wonderful that these women that we have mentioned here and that he mentioned, and Luke has really wants us to get the picture, is in the forefront. And what makes them precious and what makes them to be observed and what makes them to be praised is their faith. And in the people who hear this uh, and, and give us this, this great parable, bring it to pass, there's a lot of bad soil that the Word of God drops upon. And there's different things that happen, but there's good soil. It brings forth after its kind, some 30, some 60, some 100. But you know, after all of that was told, the 19th verse of that same chapter, then came to him his mother and his brethren and could not come at him for the press or the multitude of the people. They were just all around him. And it was told him by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without desiring to see thee. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren? Well, they're the ones which hear the word of God and do it. Ain't it wonderful today that of all these precious women that he's put in the forefront and gave them the praise and recognition that the ones that are number one are the ones that heard and that obeyed and listened. Then when they said, your mother's out here, he said, that's my mother. My mother is the one who hears and does what I say. Now look at the 22nd verse. It came to pass on a certain day that he went into a ship with his disciples, and he said unto them, Let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. And as they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and, and woke him, and they said, Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was calm. Now he's saying, why can't you have faith like these women that I healed? That's the lesson. And he said to them, where's your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commandeth even the winds and waters, and they obey him. Now they came over into Gentile territory. When they, that's at the other end of the of the Galilee uh, of the sea. And they arrived in the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. It's the opposite of, of the place where he gave the Sermon on the Mount. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man which had devils long time and were no clothes. And he didn't wear any clothes, neither abode in any house, but in the tomb, just walking around. And he had thousands and thousands of devils within him. 
When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thy Son of God, most high? I beseech thee, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For oft times it had caught him, and he was kept bound with chains and fetters, and he broke the bands and was driven of the devil in the wilderness. Now the devil had control over him. And Jesus asked him, saying, Well, what's your name? Well, he said, I have thousands of devils. That's what this means. That's controlling my life. Because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there a herd of many swines feeding on the mountains. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. He allowed them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And he, the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. And when they fed them, they that were feeding them saw what had happened. They fled and went into the city and into the country. And when they went out to see what was done, and Jesus came and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, they were afraid. They were afraid. They also saw it. It told them by what means he that was possessed of the devils was healed. It was by Christ. Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them. For they were taken with great fear and he went up into the ship and returned back again. He left. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him. He said he begged him, pleaded with Jesus, saying, but Jesus sent him away, saying, you go to your own house and you show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done in him. Now the women knew that before. All these women had already knew that. That's what distinguished them. It came to pass when Jesus returned, the people gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. And that's at the, up at the north at Capernaum. He'd been gone down to Decapolis. That's a place of ten cities of Gentiles. They didn't know about Jesus, but he went down and, and he cast out thousands of devils out of one man and settled it. And when he got back up there, to, there came Jairus. Jairus, is a, he was the ruler of the synagogue. He carried on all the religious services. He, he was the... He was the top man that told how to carry on this, this synagogue. He fell at Jesus' feet, and he besought him that he would come into his house. He said, I have only one daughter. 
she's dead. She's dying. Women come in the picture again. She's 12 years age of old. She's 12 years of age. She lay dying. But as he went, the people just thronged him. And another woman comes into the picture. Another woman that has been diseased for the same amount of time that that little 12-year-old girl that's dying has been in this earth. Same time she came in, was born, and that time she caught her disease. She'd been suffering, spent everything she had on doctors trying to help her. None to no, no results. A woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. Immediately her issue of blood stopped, was healed. Jesus said, who touched me? You think he didn't know who touched him? He knows all things. Yeah, but he's got to get... It was, it was against the law for her to go in public and to have anything to do with religious services or anything with her blood disease. And she didn't want anybody to know about it. When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude comes up here in such a big crowd around here. Why, do you, why are you asking this? Why do you say, who touched me? <laughs> who could know that? Well, Jesus knew it. And he asked the question to bring it out into the light. Jesus said, somebody had touched me. Because when I felt virtue and I felt that coming out of my body, I know somebody touched me. She was healed. Now the great lesson here is this woman's faith. And men, women are usually ahead of us on this. We need to learn a lesson. She didn't care whether anybody knew it or not. She just had her faith was so strong, she wanted to touch Jesus' garments. She said, if I just touch his garments, he'll, he'll, I'll be healed. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people, for she wasn't supposed to be out, and she wasn't supposed to have any healing. She wasn't supposed to go to synagogue. It was against the law. They wouldn't let her in. For what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. She said, it happened. She's preaching. She's proclaiming. And he brought it out of her. He gave her the permission. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. Why, yes, spake. Uh, comes one from the ruler of the synagogue saying, to other, That's all right. Your daughter's dead. Don't go to any trouble. It's all over. Uh, you can't do anything now because she's already dead. And when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, Now don't be afraid. Believe. All you have to do is believe, and that believe only doesn't mean only 
without obedience or without columns that he can do it. But just all you have to do is put your trust in God and whatever goes with that. And she shall behold. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in. There's a favorite three, Peter, James, and John. And the father and the mother, and the rest of them, he just put them out. And there were people, in that day and time, they paid people to start mourning and comforting. And all wept and bewailed, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but she sleeps. And they laughed him to scorn. The people he had had here, the, the, the comforting group that, that came there to comfort, and they were even paid for that in that day and time. They just laughed him to scorn. And he put them out and took her by the hand and called him and said, My maid arise. And her spirit came again and she arose. And he commanded her to eat. And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Now when you see all of this put in focus, you see that these women who all came here and you see this sinful woman at the beginning, and the Pharisee couldn't handle it. You can see it all in the purpose of God showing that Jesus is the one who can, who can save people from their sins. And the woman at the beginning that he forgave, it was her faith in Jesus. She came in and cried and wept and washed his feet. And he's teaching us that he's the one who forgives sin. And you see all the others that come up and, and the ones that he mentions at the beginning of this, all of them were set aside and were distinguished because of their great faith. And it's here to show us what sets people apart and makes them great. And that he continued to tell people and teach people about the truth and the word being spread and people hearing it and obeying it with the parable. He said, the person who hears and obeys is my mother. And more than that, he climaxes with all of this greatness that he, he, to the Gentile world, he casts out devils and he heals this man and goes back and two more women are healed that have been plagued just for the purpose of teaching us that Jesus can save. Same time that little girl was born, the same time that woman was plagued. And who knows all the suffering she had for 12 years. But Jesus is the answer to all of our difficulties. We thank God today for the marks that distinguish our mothers and women. We thank God for the many things that he's taught us that makes us appreciative of Jesus' great love for humanity. And aren't you glad he didn't leave the women out? Aren't you glad that he put them where they belonged at the forefront of teaching us a great lesson that faith is God is more important than anything else? Now, is your faith in Jesus? Is your faith in Jesus, in his blood, in his sacrifice? Or is it in yourself or what you might do? Now, he's told us the last thing he told the people when he ascended. He said, you go teach people 
of my death, burial, and resurrection, and I'm going to be with you to the end of the world. You teach them to believe in me and repent of their sins and to be baptized. And that just teaches them that Jesus has paid the price in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And he cleanses us when we have faith in his blood, faith in his sacrifice, faith in his person. Don't leave today if you haven't put on Christ. Galatians 3, 26 and 27 says, We are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Just as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Don't let that slip away from you. Remember the teaching, Who is my mother, the one who hears and does the things that I've taught? You want to be outstanding? Respond to Jesus as we stand together and sing.